0: Welcome to the Voice America Kids Kitchen. It's time for Mix It Up, a show for aspiring chefs or those who just want to try something new. We'll bring you recipes, interviews with chefs, and food tips. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Hello and welcome. My name is Jamie. And I'm Anna. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about guacamole.
2: And this is a relatively simple like recipe, but um, you might need some assistance, but you're going to need four large avocados, lemon or lime juice, approximately one tablespoon, about a half of a red pepper, depending on how much you like them. One third of a large onion, also depending if you like them and some garlic and onion powder. So first off, you're going to slice the avocados in half and scoop out the pit in the middle and then scrape out the insides of that into a medium bowl. Then just start mashing it up a little bit. Depending on how you like your consistency of the guacamole, just mash that. I myself actually like it somewhat chunky, but it's up to you. Then after you have it relatively mashed, you're going to add chopped up red peppers and onions and then mix that together in with the lime juice with only a dash or so of garlic and onion powder and you have it made
1: and here's a little fun fact to preserve the guacamole and make it fresher longer if you put the pit in with the finished guacamole it stays fresher wow i did not know that mm-hmm.
2: We tried many methods. We're like, maybe if we coat it with lime juice, and that did not work. We set it in our fridge, and it's like, ooh, okay, that didn't work.
1: You put the pit in, and you just got to make sure you don't scoop the pit onto your plate. Uh, What would you add to this recipe? What would you put in it?
2: I guess you could try some, like, let's see, some garlic rather than garlic powder, or there's so many different, like, Things you could throw in. You could even throw even if you wanted to try green onions or something. There's large variety.
1: The recipe that my mom makes is tomatoes.
2: Oh, for sure. That's what so. my brother likes to use, but sometimes it doesn't work out for me because when I'm trying to like mix it together, it's like it's all mushy. But eh. <laughs> I'm just not talented when it comes to making guacamole.
1: That's hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the things you could struggle at guacamole is a little surprising (laughs) what would you take out or substitute
2: like I mentioned earlier I'd probably take out the garlic powder and put actual garlic in I think it would enhance its flavor a little more Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: I would probably put both lemon and lime juice because I like a little bit of zing to it so rather than just one or the others but both
1: What kind of chips do you like to eat your guacamole with or Um, anything else? It really depends, but I ordinarily just eat
2: plain tortilla chips. I really like when they're semi-thin. It doesn't matter. Chips or chips.
1: I like the Tostitos whole wheat chips. I think those are really good. It kind of mellows the flavor a little bit, I think. Hmm, I'll have to try that. (laughs) Do you like a more spicy guacamole or a sweeter, really less spicy?
2: I really, really enjoy spicy guacamole. Like my brother likes to throw chilies in his. It's just either way it works out, but I really like to have that zing when I bite into it.
1: All right. And you said you liked it a little more mushy where you can get the avocados, little pieces of avocados in it. I kind of like that too, but I feel, I think it might be cool to try like really mashing up two of the avocados, kind of only slicing. slicing the other two and then putting them together.
2: That's how my mom does it because she hates to like have to mash all of them because it takes too much time. And if you have don't have a ripe enough avocado, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't.
1: A good way to ripen avocados is to put them in a paper bag and sit them on your counter for a couple of days.
2: I will have to try that That, also.
1: That works with a lot of fruits. And do you like putting guacamole on like
2: burritos, tacos? Definitely,
1: like a taco salad,
2: Good guacamole,
1: or even just the avocado, because you have the rest of the ingredients that's in guacamole pretty much on your salad already. (laughs) You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. And today, we're talking about mini quiches.
2: Mm. For
1: for this recipe, you need two packages of Pillsbury pie crust, or if you want to make a pie crust or if you find a different pie crust, that's fine. One to two onions, one eight-ounce package of mushrooms, eight ounces of shredded brick cheese, three eggs, half a teaspoon of salt, uh, one-eighth teaspoon of nutmeg, and 16 ounces of half and half. Preheat the oven to 375 degrees. Then you're gonna take a two inch mini muffin pan and spray it all over with nonstick spray just so they slide out easily. And then you're gonna take out a pie crust and you're gonna cut it into little three inch circles and put them in the muffin tins. Actually for these, I think I wound up doing two inches and they were perfectly fine. And then you're going to prick the bottom of each one with a fork and refrigerate until they're firm and cold. You're going to chop the onions and the mushrooms into little pieces, and you're going to saute them in butter on the stove. And then you're going to let those cool while you prepare the rest of it. You're going to beat the eggs with the salt and nutmeg. Blend in the cream with a whisk. Then you're going to fill each muffin with the cheese, then onions, and mushroom, then add the custard filling. And then you can top it with a little more cheese and bake it for 30 to 40 minutes. Now, with the pie crust, it makes a lot of them. So you could one and a half times the rest of the ingredients to make sure you have enough to fill each one. And this makes a lot. So you could even have the whole thing and you'd have plenty. It makes a lot. A lot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So um, altogether about how long does this take to prepare?
1: It just depends on how long it takes for the dough to get firm and cold, how long it takes you to do everything. But again, it's 30 to 40 minutes in the oven, so you probably have a good hour, probably more. So spend time on these.
2: Oh, my goodness. It sounds absolutely amazing. And what would you make this for, like certain occasions or just kind of random?
1: Any occasion, I mean, if you just are having a lunch with your friends and it's a good little dish to make, or as a side dish at dinner, whatever you want to do. When it comes to quiche,
2: what else would you add? Like, could you kind of change it up a little bit?
1: Well, you can always put in a little bit of ham or a little bit of spinach. Do you know of anything else? Um, I'm not
2: entirely sure because I do not have a lot of experience when it comes to quiche besides my dad's recipe. But um, no, not that I can think of.
1: Can you think of anything that you would serve with the quiche that might be good? I mean, you probably don't want too many. More. It's basically everything that you can put in it. You can pretty much get all the food groups in the quiche.
2: Absolutely. But um, I think you could have this with Almost anything. It's, it seems like more of a snacky food to me, I guess, but I don't know. Depending on how many of them
1: that you eat. Have you ever had a good quiche and something that in it that you think might make this recipe better? I know you mentioned the ham and
2: spinach and I've only had quiche like two or three times (laughs) in my life, but uh, I remember that I really enjoyed having spinach and like cheddar cheese or something yes definitely a
1: lot of cheese in here and you could do any kind of cheese you want really if you want to top it off with a bit of Swiss if that's what you like <laughs> go right ahead no one's gonna stop you
2: and where do you have where did this recipe like originate or come from
1: I got the recipe from my aunt I don't know where she got it <sighs> could originate back to the beginning of time <sighs> I don't know but it is really good, and even though it sounds kind of hard, it is pretty easy, as long as you take the time.
2: And for this, do you, besides, like, dealing with the oven, which you should always have assistance with, um, is this, like, a relatively, like, simple recipe? Do you think, like, children should have a problem with this?
1: Um, The chopping should probably be supervised, and not really much else. I mean, beat and blend and refrigerate fill is unless you have a kid that really makes a big mess which is probably every kid but (laughs) with the filling you always get it everywhere I do at least but for the cutting the circles it's definitely good to find something that is a circle the size you want it and just to cut out a bunch of them and try to get the circles as close as possible so you can get as much out of the dough as you can what is your favorite cheese to put in a quiche um Th- just thinking with the other ingredients
2: i i like relatively simple recipes so i'm probably just gonna have to go with like cheddar or maybe like kobe jack or something
1: <laughs> i'd go with cheddar because it's very simple and basic
2: all right let's take a break I'm Anna.
1: And I'm Jamie.
2: Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
3: Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Remember. My
0: name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? She likes sports, music, having fun, and making new friends. You'll get to find out more about her when you tune in to Catherine the Grapes Magical Hour. Catherine's friends, Audrey and Zara, are the co-hosts of the program, and you'll get to learn more about her through them. Share, laugh, and enjoy Catherine the Grapes Magical Hour, heard every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Just like Catherine the Grape. You are magical, colorful, and above everything else, you are loved.
3: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America.
0: Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back. My name is Anna. And I'm Jamie. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we are talking about breaded chicken cutlets.
1: For this, you're going to need two pounds of chicken cutlets, one cup of Italian-style breadcrumbs, or you can make your own breadcrumbs if you want, one-third cup grated Parmesan cheese, one teaspoon crushed red pepper flakes, two teaspoons poultry seasoning. One glove of garlic, one lemon zested, four <laughs> tablespoons of flour, two eggs beaten, and the olive oil for sauteing. To prepare the breading, you're going to combine in a food processor the breadcrumbs, parmesan cheese, red pepper flakes, poultry seasoning, garlic, and lemon zest. And then you're going to set up three bowls for dipping the chicken. In the first bowl, you're going to have flour. In the second bowl, you're going to have the eggs. And in the third bowl, you're going to have the breadcrumb mixture. You're going to heat the olive oil in the skillet, just enough to coat the pan. And then once it's on medium to medium-high heat, you're going to dip the chicken, one slice at a time, in flour the eggs and the breadcrumb mixture and put them in the pan. You're going to Cook them for about three to four minutes on each side until the breading is evenly browned. You really want to make sure you cook chicken because undercooked chicken is not good. If you touch the actual uh, raw cutlets, Please make sh-
2: wash your hands.
1: <laughs> wash your hands and try your best not to touch anything else in between.
2: Absolutely, because I actually have a friend that had to go to a hospital and get antibiotics and all of that because she like touched her eye right after dealing with raw Ew. chicken. And she totally forgot about it, so, yeah. That's not
1: good. For the chicken cutlets, it says three to four minutes. You might want to go to the four minutes to make sure that it all cooks through. These are a lot like chicken tenders or whatever you're used to calling them. They're just a little fancier (laughs) for a little higher class. Well, then. (laughs) So, what would you think might be good in this recipe to take out or put in? Well, I actually, when it comes
2: to chicken, I really like spicy. I I don't know. I'm just crazy about having a little bit of spice in my food. So I might have um
1: more of the red pepper flakes.
2: Yeah, or like cayenne pepper added in with it. That's what my brothers love to use, things like cayenne pepper is just good for you.
1: <laughs> See, I'm a little bit of the opposite. So the one teaspoon is plenty for me. These would be good if you could look up a sauce to put with them and maybe make a sandwich out of it. Yum. <laughs> I know. What would you serve with the chicken? Do you know of a sauce that might be good off the top of your head?
2: No, I'm very traditional when it comes to sauces. I'm ordinarily like the person that always goes for ranch or like yeah. Caesar dressing when it comes to salad. So I'm just like, oh, I know. I'll
1: have that. <laughs> Me too. Maybe you'd have to look it up. Maybe we can look one up and talk about it next show.
2: For sure. But like when it comes to having something with the breaded chicken cutlets, the opportunities are like endless. There's so many things you could have with these.
1: Veggies, fruit, whatever you want. So would there be anything you were to add or maybe take out? Maybe a little bit of garlic. Garlic makes everything better. Actually it already has garlic, so I just increased the garlic. (laughs) One clove of garlic, you need a little bit more than that.
2: (laughs) I remember when we were preparing a soup, we ended up using like three or four cloves at least, and we ended up adding more later because we thought we it needed it. My family is like a freak when it comes to putting garlic in recipes. Garlic is so good. Absolutely. Garlic
1: makes everything better. Garlic and chocolate.
2: Sorry, I'm having flashbacks to Julia, child. (laughs) You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Anna. And I'm Jamie. And today we're talking about ribs. And for right now, this is, once again, another fairly simple recipe. You're going to start out by boiling the ribs for about 15 minutes on medium to high, and then... Bake in the oven at a temp of 350 for two to two and a half hours or until, as my mom says it, the meat shrinks a little bit onto the bone. Then from there, you're going to glaze your favorite barbecue sauce on there and you're pretty much set with however you want to make this recipe out.
1: It says then you grill them, though. So first you boil them, (laughs) then you bake them, then you grill them.
2: Grill Glazed, yes.
1: So you cooked the life out of these
2: things. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) We ended up having
2: ribs yesterday, and my brother was like, oh my goodness, I thought you guys just showed up too early. I'm still cooking the ribs. I'm like, oh, don't worry, we'll help you out.
1: About how long would you grill them?
2: For My brother ended up only grilling them for about maybe five, ten minutes just to get the coating on it so it was kind of like stuck on there a little more but he also had red peppers and red and orange peppers topped on to add that little flavor on the outside of the ribs
1: so this is a long recipe gonna take just under three hours you gotta get it started early <laughs> but i guess a good time to make side dishes would be the two and a half hours it's in the <laughs> oven
2: just to make a
1: little prep what would be the best kind of pan to put the ribs on when you put them in the oven like a just a regular baking sheet or Yes, a baking sheet and laid out flat, just to have them all Do you distributed. use parchment or more of a just a cooking spray? Um, I actually use um
2: parchment, but my brother likes to use tinfoil. I don't know. It doesn't really matter as long as you have it laid Covered out. Covered
1: in... and would you think to put anything on them before baking them? Actually no. <laughs>
2: I mean, unless you wanted to put like pepper because salt drains a lot of the water out of it. So, I mean, I ordinarily don't put any seasoning on until it hits the grill, which would be my favorite barbecue sauce and (laughs) any red peppers or whatever you want to layer to get that extra flavor on. What is your
1: favorite barbecue sauce?
2: Once again, I like kind of the sweet and spicy. So I always look for something with a little zing to it. So what about you?
1: I'm not a big barbecue sauce fan unless it is grilled and then, again, the (laughs) traditional. But my dad puts a whole lot of barbecue sauce on. (laughs) Ribs, very messy, right?
2: Absolutely. We always have paper towels laying everywhere that are a little bit damp so you can wipe your face.
1: (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) I never thought of that. Just have a whole nice stack of wet paper towels in the middle of the table. Hey, can you pass me the paper towel? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I know by the end of the meal, I'm using four or five. I'm just like, oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> it's
2: fun. But you're not using a shirt. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So what else do you eat with your ribs? Like a side or even on it?
1: As a side, I'd probably go with a veggie. Um, Asparagus is probably good. Is What would you eat with it?
2: Um, Anywhere from veggies to even like a rice bowl of some sort but if you're going kind of just traditional you can go with like a piece of like garlic bread with asparagus but we had asparagus last night so anything really veggies are yum it was so much work he ended up using twice baked potatoes also so and it was his birthday and he had to make everything and I was like oh (laughs)
1: Happy birthday! Get to do all the work. You're so nice. <laughs> so, would you say this is a particularly easy recipe, say for kids? Um, I would say so. I mean, relatively. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Jamie, and I'm Anna. Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
3: Step it out with Cassie Frazier. View tomorrow's stars right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv and hear the radio show on Voice America Kids. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Stepping Out with Cassie Frazier is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv and the Voice America Kids Channel, where you can see and hear America's next top music star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier. You can say you saw and heard them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern and the Voice America Kids Channel Fridays at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
0: visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show.
1: My name is Jamie. And I'm Anna. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air One, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we are talking about deviled eggs. Deviled eggs
2: are just one of those things you always find at a picnic that are like finger food. So that's one of the reasons I really like this. So you're going to use anywhere from four eggs to 12 eggs, but
1: just however many people you're serving. (laughs) Yep. But so in this one, we're going to
2: be using 12 eggs because very large family with a half cup of mayo, one tablespoon of relish, one teaspoon of mustard, and a dash of salt and pepper. So you're going to boil off the eggs about 10 minutes on medium heat. Then obviously you're going to peel off the shell, remove the eggs insides after you cut them in half, and then combine the remaining ingredients with the egg
3: milk. yolks
2: (laughs) with the mayo relish mustard salt and pepper then after you have that all mixed together at a really fine good consistency kind of airy in a way you're going to spoon them back into the egg holes (laughs) there's no other way to describe them (laughs) and then from there you can even dust them with a little
1: paprika on top do you eat Deviled eggs very often? No, I do not eat them often, but I do like them. <laughs> what about you?
2: Uh, not really. Maybe once a month whenever we're feeling like finger food crazy because we're always like maybe have like a hamburger and some chips and then deviled eggs on the sides with maybe baked beans or something. So <laughs> we like to keep it simple, but uh. Eh.
1: Would you have deviled eggs for breakfast?
2: No. <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't know. I know.
1: It just sounds weird, though. It's like eggs you always think of breakfast, but it's not deviled eggs.
2: Yes, because the first thing that comes to my mind when you hear deviled eggs, picnic. And from picnic, I ordinarily think of lunch. I don't know why. It's just how my brain is wired. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you would take out or add to this recipe?
2: I would probably add a little more mustard, but I know a lot of people are not crazy about mustard, so I ordinarily have to cut back a little bit. So what what about you?
1: I might try changing the paprika to cinnamon,
2: because
1: mm. I just like cinnamon more than paprika. <laughs> According to
2: my brothers, you're supposed to put cayenne pepper in some of them, but cayenne pepper is just so hot. To put with an egg, that's... I know. It's crazy. He puts, like, cayenne pepper and paprika in, like, some of his beans and some of his soups. Well,
1: I understand those because spicy soups and spicy beans, but in eggs. (laughs) Okay, then. A little interesting quirk.
2: I'm not entirely sure I agree with it, but it's okay.
1: The relish is... I don't know why... Can you taste the relish a lot in this recipe? Um, not
2: too much. It's more depending on how much you ration out because my mom is not a big relish fan. So we always kind of put a little less. So it's not too strong. It's just kind of like only a hint. You're basically thinking about the egg itself and the paprika on top.
1: Would you put any or what would you serve with the eggs?
2: Um... As I mentioned, it's more of a finger food, so I'd probably serve with maybe a, like a hamburger or hot dog, thinking to go simple, or like some type of sandwich with...
1: So it might be good to serve with a barbecue? Absolutely. We decided not for breakfast, yes for lunch. How about dinner? I think yes. What do you think?
2: Um... I, I suppose so, because we kind of had them as like little appetizers. So I think it'd work for dinner.
1: Appetizer, That's a good idea, actually. Because <laughs> I'm trying to, I was thinking, you know, this might not be the best side, but an appetizer would actually be really good. What might you think makes this recipe bad? I mean, I'm not trying to say the recipe <laughs> is bad, but what don't you like about this recipe?
2: Whenever we have too much relish into it, it gets too sweet. And I, when it comes to doubled eggs, I hate when it's like so sweet that it's like you can't handle it, you know? You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Anna. And I'm Jamie. And today we're talking about
1: sweet and sour meatballs. Yum. For this, you're going to need one and a half pounds of ground beef, one egg one and a half tablespoons of breadcrumbs, six ounces of grape jelly, one bottle of chili sauce, and one lemon juiced. Going to mix together the ground beef, the egg, and the breadcrumbs, and you're going to form them into meatballs, big or small, whatever size you want to make them. And you're going to melt the jelly over low heat in a big pot, big enough to have all the meatballs in them. And you're going to add the chili and lemon juice and then you're gonna put the meatballs in and cook them for about half an hour covered and then 15 more minutes uncovered this is meatballs you know you always think of them with spaghetti but you could also have them as a meatball sandwich or just have them on their own because they are pretty substantial
2: Hmm. sounds absolutely delicious
1: would you have ever
2: like have them say in a lunch or maybe on the go?
1: Maybe not because these are really good hot. I don't like cold meatballs, but some people might. What about you?
2: I agree. If I'm going to have meatballs, I ordinarily have like a meatball sub or something. Just I I don't know. Something
1: hot. When you think of meatballs, you think of nice hot steam smelling the meatballs. Yum. <laughs>
2: I know, my mouth's watering over here. Sounds absolutely delicious. If you were to change one thing in the recipe or even add something, do you think you would?
1: Well, it does say grape jelly. I'd be kind of interested to try it with strawberry jelly just to see what (laughs) happened. What about you? I agree. When
2: it comes to certain jellies, I think I would change it up because my, my mother enjoys boysenberry jelly a lot. I don't know. It's like an infatuation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. This is a pretty easy recipe. As long as you have someone watching you when you're using the stove, the jelly, even though it's thick, should probably get a little bit thinner when you're cooking it. So don't worry about that. Okay, then. And
2: when it comes to like prep time and like cooking altogether, about how long will this take you so our listeners know how long to prep?
1: Well, it's you're basically mixing and forming, so it's not going to take that long. It just depends how long it takes the jelly to melt and how long it takes that. And then, remember, you have 45 minutes of cook time later, so maybe about an hour. Oh, my goodness. This sounds so
2: amazing. Would you ever just throw them in with noodles to make it traditional spaghetti?
1: Probably. Probably I cook these, get them in the oven, um, or get them in the pot, and while they're cooking for 45 minutes, start on the spaghetti, maybe throw a little sauce over it. What about you? I agree with you there. I mean, for the longest time, I
2: hated meatballs in my spaghetti. I don't know why. It just I didn't think seem right.
1: Me too. <laughs> it's like, no, I can't have meat with my <laughs> pasta. And then it's like, yeah, give me some meatballs, meat sauce. It's all good.
2: <laughs> Throw it all together. And I know you're not a big fan of spicy, but would you,
1: do you like sweet and sour or do you yes, like Yes, because they complement each other. It's spicy, yet it's sweet. What sauce would you prefer with meatballs? Do you like a meat sauce or just a regular sauce? I would probably have to go with just like
2: traditional like marinara because it's what I oh. had for so long. <laughs> I'll have okay. to experiment because there's a lot of various sauces out there and I know it'd complement the sweet and sour like tangy taste.
1: Yeah so you can have either sweet or sour with your sweet and sour meatballs. <laughs> what would you serve on the side with this? Um, Depending
2: on if I had it just plain or not I'd probably have it with I know it sounds so unhealthy to have, like, sweet and sour and then have, like, a big piece of bread on the side, but...
1: Gotta have garlic bread with meatballs, definitely. Absolutely. Let's take a break. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network.
2: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just
0: glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back. My name is Anna. And I'm Jamie. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we're going to be talking about chocolate chocolate chip cookies.
1: Yum. For this, you're going to want four cups of chocolate chips. Yes, four whole cups. (laughs) Two to be melted and two to add into the cookies. And then you're going to need one cup of butter, one cup of brown sugar, half a cup of sugar, or one-third cup of fruit sweet, one teaspoon vanilla, three eggs, two and two-thirds cup flour, and one teaspoon baking soda. You're going to preheat the oven to 375. Then you're going to melt those two cups of chocolate chips in a pot over medium heat. You can stir them until they melt, or if you put them in the glass container and microwave them, you're going to try for one minute, check them um, it usually takes more than that, but you don't want to overcook them, so check them often if you're putting them in the microwave. And then in a the bowl, you're going to mix the butter, brown sugar, and sugar, or if you're using fruit, sweet. You're going to add the eggs one at a time, mixing after each one, then add vanilla and mix. You're going to add the melted chocolate and mix. Then you're going to add the flour and baking soda and mix. <laughs> That's going to be a tongue twister for you. <laughs> I know. Mix, mix, mix. <laughs> Then you're going to add the remaining two cups of chocolate chips, or just however many chocolate chips you see fit to put in. And then you're going to put a tablespoon on a cooking sheet about two inches apart, just like normal cookies. And you're going to bake them for nine to 14 minutes or until they look good.
2: That sounds so Amazing. Sorry, I had to like day for a second. I, know. I was like picturing Blake look, it's
1: like Anna.
2: <laughs> I was picturing those cookies coming
1: out of the hot, oven. Out of the oven. yeah, uh, and they smell so chocolatey too. They're <laughs> so good. What would you put these on? I would put them on ice cream. Cause I put everything on ice cream
2: ice cream is good <laughs> I know cookie crumbles on top of vanilla ice cream it's just oh
1: yes if you made your own vanilla ice cream and then you crumbled yeah. up a bunch of chocolate chocolate chip cookies over it
2: yum, yum. Oh, <laughs> I know my brother was actually talking about like wanting to make his own ice cream with like playing with like liquid liquid nitrogen or something I was like why would oh! you do
1: that <laughs> In fifth grade, we made our own ice cream for that party, and we used rock salt. Oh, wow. That was fun. And then we got to eat it. (laughs) So yummy. (laughs) I know. And for this, make sure you do not try the batter until you have added the flour and baking soda, because you will regret it. Because otherwise, it's just sugar and butter. Oh. (laughs) And you go, why would I ever try this? But... (laughs) the chocolate if you want to do a little extra and put some aside and maybe top off the cookies once they come out with a little bit of chocolate you'd probably be good that sounds
2: really similar to a type of cookie like I was like drizzling fudge on top of a chocolate chocolate chip cookie so we're adding
1: even more chocolate to the chocolate (laughs) chocolate chip
2: cookies oh and caramel and we called it our turtle chocolate chocolate chip cookie oh my goodness that is a handful to say, to I, say. Mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> well what would you add to this recipe like would you add say nuts or even like
1: since they're good in regular chocolate chip cookies i bet they'd be good in this too so definitely what about you
2: yes i love walnuts when it comes to chocolate chip cookies but occasionally, I'll try to go semi healthy and throw craisins in there in my chocolate chip. I know that sounds so terrible, but my aunt makes a trail mix <laughs> with just chocolate chips, craisins, and almonds. So, all right, that's how she likes it.
1: <laughs> what is your take on chocolate chips? Like, how many, It is chocolate chocolate chip cookies. Would <laughs> you put a lot of chocolate chips in here, or would you put a little less?
2: It's like, well, you know me, I love my chocolate, so I ordinarily put in a little more, but depending on how it's turned out with the first batch, but ordinarily, I'll put about a little more than the recipe, says.
1: For me, I since the chocolate chips are crunchy, if you want really crunchy cookies, you put a lot more in, and it also makes the batter bigger. You can make more cookies, but if you want more of the just cookie and less of the chocolate chips, you can put a little less in. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. And today we're talking about Lush. Lush is
2: one of my favorite things to have on my birthday because my grandma's made it for so long. And this has been passed down from like family to family friends to finally my grandma and my mom and I. So it's really, really awesome. So you're going to need a about one and a half cup of flour plus chopped nuts, about a half cup, or if you're not into having nuts in your crust, just do two cups of flour, then one and a half stick of butter, and then one tablespoon of sugar. Then you're going to mix that together and bake for at 375 for 15 minutes or until tan for the crust. But then you're going to have a thin layer of cream cheese icing. So, for that, you're going to have one cup of powdered sugar, eight ounces of cream cheese, and one cup of cool whip. Mm, it's my favorite part. Then you're going to mix that together and very, very carefully spread it over the crust because it tends to get fragile unless you make it thick enough. So always be careful with that part and then finally, you get to make you're going to have four small instant puddings and you're going to make that it really doesn't matter depending on what kind of pudding you like because it's always been lemon versus chocolate with my family so we'll do like two lemons and two chocolates and then put a division of tinfoil in the middle and put it half and half and then you're going to dump if you're going to do division there's going to be two on each side being said there's four (laughs) sorry good math (laughs) So, out of the 9x13 pan that you're using, there's going to be division of two. Just saying. Sorry. Had to make that clear. And then you're going to dump the instant pudding into
1: each side
2: and then top with whipped cream. All
1: right. So, doesn't have to go in the oven too much except for the 15 crust. Minutes. The crust, yes. but the stuff on top doesn't have to go in the oven, so... Got to prepare the pudding first, obviously. (laughs) You don't want just the little mixture in there. That'd be a little weird. You said it was um, chocolate versus lemon. Which one do you like better?
2: I like lemon better because it has that refreshing, like, summery taste. And I think lemon just comes off as a little sweeter. But chocolate is really good also.
1: I'm kind of thinking you want to describe this as a pudding pie. In a way, yes, but we don't
2: put, like, edges on it. It's just flat. I don't know. We've called it lush for so long. It's basically it's, a pudding pie, but it changed up a little bit.
1: It's hard to classify. <laughs> Special. <laughs> so what do you like best about this, and what would you change? I really like the
2: thin cream cheese layer in between the pudding and the crust. I don't know why. It's just... I think it's one of the sweetest parts.
1: All right. What would you, again, what would you change about this?
2: I don't know. I know that my family loves lemon and chocolate, but I really also enjoy like coconut cream. But if you're going for also a richer, like more chocolatey taste when it comes to pudding, devil's food is really good also.
1: Would you ever try maybe swirling the lemon and the chocolate? I've tried that
2: before when it was just on my like when I was just experimenting with a tiny dish, but it comes out tasting kind of like it's a unique flavor. I don't know if I'd like serve it to my friends because they might not enjoy it, but they might
1: look at you like you're crazy.
2: <laughs> and the colors together just it, it doesn't work out either, but lemon chocolate, I think it would be fine.
1: Would you ever try like maybe a vanilla pudding?
2: Absolutely. You have so much leeway on this. Like, we've even tried pistachio, beings. that that's my brother's
1: favorite pudding. And how did
2: that turn out? It was actually pretty good. <laughs> it was better than I expected, being that I'm not a big pistachio fan, but between the whipped cream and the...
1: Probably complements the nuts and the crust.
2: Absolutely.
1: You said you like the cream cheese filler. What don't you like about this? I
2: can't really say I don't like anything. It's too good (laughs) that's going to do it for today thanks for joining us today on mix it up listen to the show weekly on voiceamericakids.com contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com be sure to mention our names anna and jamie and our show mixed up thanks again for listening
0: well i'm full Thanks for listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids. Make sure you come back next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show. Have a tasty week.